Hello and welcome to the Overly Animated Podcast, where we take animation seriously. We talk everything animation here, including Ruby, which we'll be getting into right now. I'm Dylan Heisen, and today I'm joined by Haley Neighbors. Hello. And Steve Zeck. Hello. Today, Haley, Steve, and I are talking Chapter 10 of Volume 5 of Ruby True Colors, uh, we talk Ruby every week on the Overly Animated Podcast. You can find us at OverlyAnimated.com or search for Overly Animated Ruby on iTunes and subscribe there or YouTube to not miss any of our future Ruby podcasts. Uh, True Colors came out on Rooster Teeth first today, December 16th, and uh, whenever publicly, who knows, uh, and is our we'll have a week break after this. So kind of a... <laughs> two-thirds finale of ruby definitely a big episode so make sure you've seen true colors spoilers for this episode and all previous episodes of ruby but uh Haley, what did you think of true colors i am just so happy that we finally have an end to this menagerie assassination <laughs> plotline yes because <laughs> this has been going on for so long and when and I feel like the beginning of the episode was kind of like, okay, whatever. Like it was slow. I don't think we learned anything from that really. Um, and I was nervous throughout that first part because I thought that like, oh God, we're going to have all these weird little scenes and then have a tiny bit of menagerie and then go back to it later and blah, blah, blah. But no, I was so happy that we actually just spent like a good three quarters of the episode at menagerie giving it time and, like there were some great fight sequences this episode finally because I feel like this season has been kind of lacking on good um like one-on-one fight sequences which this episode had that in spades um and they were actually really good at parts and uh and I'm happy that Ilya is not um a dead and the <laughs> evil so yes that's good um I'm kind of shocked that Gira isn't dead yes. um, but he still had a, a stab wound on his back like right by his heart so maybe we'll see what comes of that um yeah and I'm happy Blake stand up for herself doing her little speech and she's forgiving people and yeah I was I was very happy by the end of it especially knowing that they're like oh well well I know a ship captain so now we're gonna like okay let's go guys let's head off so the beginning the first quarter of the episode I was kind of like yeah about let's get to the good stuff and then once we got there I was really happy with it so. yeah there, there's stuff other, there's stuff other than menagerie in this episode but we're not yeah, going to talk shockingly. that much not, not going to talk that much about it no. um, but yeah this is yeah. the menagerie finale we've been I've been hyping for like five weeks in a row but it <laughs> yeah, finally right? happened yeah <laughs> next episode it'll be next episode yeah, finally I was right last week okay it's, it was this week yay uh yeah Steve what did you think of True Colors oh I I love this episode believe it or not there are times when when you uh email me this morning saying you want to talk about Ruby before the episode aired, I'm like, I'm always have this anxiety. Um, before episode airs, of of is there going to be anything much for me to talk about? Is there going to be anything interesting? And I'm, yeah, and I'm you, glad you, you lucked out here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I lucked out. It was a great episode. Uh, at least, at least a lot of stuff to talk about. Stuff happened at least. Um, I agree with Haley though. The beginning stuff kind of boring. Kind of didn't really interest me at all. I mean, the whole thing with Raven. Um. You know, obviously, I think they're setting her up that by the end of this volume, she's probably going to die. Ooh. Um, <laughs> yeah, because they make a whole deal. Her whole character is, I do anything to survive, anything to stay alive. And normally, those type of characters eventually die. So mm. <laughs> she said she was smart. That's not a good sign. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, but yeah, I'm glad the Menage stuff is finally over. But at least it, it ended well. It ended. Shockingly, I'm surprised no one 
really on the good side died. Uh, if you remember this morning at Discord, I put up a little poll like, how many people are going to die? And really, no one really, except for maybe one of the bad, one of the villains. Just, Fennec, just only Fennec died, yes. Fennec, yeah, and who cares, right? <laughs> <laughs> wow, so harsh to get... Uh, it's a long time coming. <laughs> yeah. And um, one thing I'm most excited about is the idea that the alien did not, you know, go to not die or go to jail, and I'm excited for the possibility of what comes for a feature of that character of maybe like going with Blake and maybe meeting the rest of Team Ruby. I'm really excited about that. I got some ideas of what could happen with her, what they could do with her character, and also what can happen when these characters are traveling. I have some ideas there, mm. but yeah, I'm I'm really like the episode. I'm excited to see what they do now because. I think now that this is over, now, anytime now, we're going to have the full Team Ruby reunion. Yes. It's coming. Finally. It's coming. It's happening. Uh, it's so close. Sometime in the last four episodes, uh, presumably. Yeah, uh, yeah. It better be. Yeah, Don't we'll even suggest we'll- that it won't happen. This <laughs> that would be so horrible. We'll talk about that at the end. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Uh, I I agree with you too. This is one of the few few times I can say what a good episode of Ruby. Like, uh, what a good episode. It's so strange coming off last week. Last week was so bad, and it wasn't like offensively bad. It was just like poorly done. And then uh, this episode is so good. So I'm I'm really I'm really happy. Uh, the big thing is uh, Ilya Demshin. Uh, Ilya is good. <laughs> Hashtag Ilya Demshin. It happened. It happened over the course of one episode. They didn't drag it out and uh we are trying this is this is the best case scenario we really criticized uh what the show is presenting socially two episodes ago regardless of it being a great episode there are a lot of like socially social progressive problematic things that happen and this is the, and there's still a lot of things the problematic things that happen this episode and i'll go over them a little bit but this is the best case scenario for the show like what they presented here like Ilya did not die um and uh she turned good and she had a meaningful conversation with Blake and uh we we forgave her and uh, it was seemed realistic and i it was just it was a joy to watch i love that character i love Ilya and uh the last 5ish minutes of the episode were uh really fun for me i i just i just really enjoy seeing her in interacting positively and just the prospect of her coming to uh to join the others now and reuniting with team ruby like i i i'm excited by her interacting with with the rest of team ruby yeah me um, too yeah I, there's so much potential there um yeah i'm just really happy about Ilya. i'm i'm just surprised that menagerie ended and it went well um we've been predicting doom for the menagerie plotline <laughs> and for the belladonnas for a long you time you can't blame us though like it seemed like something bad was gonna happen it did and i don't mind that it went well i'm happy mm-hmm. that kali did not die um yeah. and also- seeing where we're at and leading into the new storylines as well like i'm very pleased with it and i and i love the kali she got she got this great little moment even though it was off screen we got to see she defeated her like enemy and everyone's sort of like including me was sort of downplaying like doubting her what, what ability she had and she really really showed off like her skills and I'm she really has proud she has uh, hitting people over the head with a blunt object skills <laughs> she showed those <laughs> off yeah she uh, knocks out our cool bat guy Yuma what <laughs> I guess he didn't have much to do but uh, yeah it's it's uh it's he so strangled every- one guy. <laughs> 
Yeah, to death, I, I don't think. know. <laughs> Did he? I don't well, know. yeah, you heard him like in the back. There was a really prolonged sigh that came, just like as the scenes progressing. It was just like, uh, oh, like, yeah, yeah, like oh, okay, it like, was very weird. Camera. Yeah, okay, that was yeah. it was a weird scene, but yeah, yeah, everything went well, and it does make you think: what has been the points of this menagerie plotline over the past two seasons? If we're just going to end it how we started it with the Belladonna's in control, and like the only thing movement is that we're bringing a bunch of the people from menagerie with us to fight against Adam. I guess uh, they had to like convince them to fight right. against that. Yeah. yeah, I feel like they could have done this in less time. It could have been one episode. This was. Yeah. It really, you walk away from it thinking, "What a pointless plotline!" If this is the last Menagerie episode, like, what a pointless plotline. That being said, I don't like in the context of this episode. Fine, like, it, I don't, I don't. It would have been better if things went poorly. I think for the overall plotline, I think this was maybe a mistake, uh, just going in this direction. Because it really just it did not salvage what has been a rough uh, plot for two seasons, but it's uh, okay. Yes, yeah, I think the one thing that saved it, the fact that Adam, I guess, sort of was not directly involved in terms of the leader of the White Fang, it was sort of the underling. So I guess if you want to keep the White Fang as strong villains, at least as a threat, I guess it's okay if like they lose when the the main boss is not involved because like whether we like him or not, Adam like. If he's like involved in this and still gets defeated, that is bad writing. Right. We we don't even really deal a blow to Adam. We take out Corsic and Finnick, but who cares? Like they're they don't know how high level they are. But yeah, maybe that'll and I guess that hurts them. We take off a branch of the White Fang and we're actively uh, bringing troops to fight against Adam, the rest of Adam Adam's forces. Um. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I thought the Ilya stuff was great. I uh, I last week we complained all talk no action, and this week had a ton of action, and I really enjoyed it. I really liked a lot of these fight scenes. Um. I've I've, I've, I've people are pretty harsh. on Ruby fight scenes, I think. Like, uh, you'll hear, oh, uh, nothing since Volume 2 has been good. This is another bad fight scene. You know, I, this is one instance where I am not in the criticism of T- of Ruby, yeah. I think. Uh, I think there have been a lot of good fight scenes, especially this volume. And I think this this episode had some really enjoyable ones. If you want to criticize it from like a, uh, you know, from some more in-depth uh, perspective than I am. I just, I don't have any expertise on fight scenes or whatever. I just watch them and and, some, some, and if they're exciting and engaging, I enjoy them. And I thought all of them were here. Um, I love Blake and Ilya's uh, fight and talk. Uh, I thought that was wonderful. There are a bunch of other smaller ones with like, uh, Gira, Corsic, and Finnick, and then um, Sun and Ilya. These were, I thought these were all successful. Um, and and uh, just basically everything in Menagerie hit. It was it was really fun. I love the ending. Blake's speech was problematic socially, but we'll talk about that. But it was great having Blake hearing Blake have a voice. Like she talked actively for two minutes in a row. That's the first time yeah. that's ever happened in uh, this show. Remember the last like, the last podcast I was on? It had Blake. Like she was about to give a speech and was interrupted. Yeah, and then she did not give a speech. Right, that was earlier this season. So we actually got to hear Blake talk. That's something that has not really um, been happening. But. Um, the one thing that worries me, though, is hopefully in the future, is that they're never going to address again Elia's confession to Blake. That Blake's never going to like t- have a conversation with her about that or yes. anything. Like yes. it never happened. I just hope that they don't do that. Right. So this is a tough one. So uh, how did they handle the uh, fallout of? Uh, of Ilya's uh, saying she liked Blake. So on one hand, we did not, it, it did not form a basis in this episode for her, uh, for her forgiveness of Blake and her turning. Like it, it was not presented as I'm, I'm, going to the good side because I love Blake. Like that, that would have been bad. And the episode doesn't do that. On the other hand, we don't even address it. 
Um, it, yeah. If it's addressed, it's in the not even in the writing, kind of in the uh, storyboarding and the glances they uh, they give each other. Like that's uh, it, it, it. It would be bad, just as bad if we never talk about it again. And it was more just for this dramatic moment. And Ilya being uh, gay is not even uh, an issue again on the show. Like it, it's not even presented. Like we'll never see Ilya like uh, displaying feelings for a girl again. We'll never see her addressing her feelings for Blake. So I'm worried about that. How it's presented in this episode is fine. I would have liked to have seen. Ilya and Blake talk about it um, and it would have been really tough to write this so I don't I really don't blame Miles and Gary for not especially trying especially during a fight too they, yeah. they would have had to talk during the fight about Ilya's feelings and have that not form the basis for Ilya's redemption that would yeah. have been very difficult to do I would not have trusted their, yeah. them with this and I'm so I'm fine with them not approaching that that's not a knock on their, on their writing skills either that's a, just a really tough scene to write that so, wasn't a good time for it's not a great time there's a way yeah, to do it but I'm, I'm fine the with them not approaching it uh, maybe yeah, on the ship yeah I don't think yeah. we're gonna show I don't think we're gonna show the ship but yeah it is possible um we we again get reminders of our time skip here but two weeks so we're only two weeks behind and uh it's so i i don't know if we'll see we'll we'll probably time skip we'll talk about that um but yeah uh it's it's overall just very happy with everything we did with Ilya. i don't even care about the first two scenes of the episode where they're not even important but yeah Mm -hmm. uh, um yeah let's okay we now start let's uh we've already been talking about it a little let's uh the headline is Ilya Ilya Demption it happens yeah. Ilya <laughs> is is she disavows the white fang I guess she says I want to come with Blake um she's kind of conflicted this whole episode and uh then by the end she's like yep coming coming with Blake she shocks uh Corsic knocks him out and uh she's redeemed Haley, how did you think it was done in the episode? Was it, it would seem, it was fast. I don't know if we expected it to be one episode. Was it potentially too fast? Um, no, just, I think because I, I think like storyline wise, she had to be redeemed at the end of this like plot arc of this fight scene, assassination, whatever. So it, and I wanted that storyline to end this episode. So I think in terms of, us being like, oh my god, when is this plot going to end? It was perfectly timed because we came to the end of it. But I think within the fight, it was also really good. And I think it was, it felt really natural, actually, because she had moments where she was like, with Blake and then against Blake and then got really emotional and crying and everything, which last episode, I was like, oh, I really want that to happen. Like her to have like show some emotion about all of this. Um, and just how she's like, I'm just so confused. Like, I don't know what to do. Like, I really... I that really was uh good I think like it was really powerful and uh and then but then she also had moments where she was against Blake but in the end it was good so I think it felt natural to me and it didn't feel rushed I don't think it felt rushed because I think even when we saw Ilya last um however many episodes ago that was uh you could see kind of behind her eyes like there was something going on there where she wasn't entirely set in her decisions like she she's passionate but i de i definitely could see why she would um like change sides pretty quickly uh with the right provocation and this did that and they still had an awesome fight sequence and um yeah i i don't think it felt rushed to me i think it was good especially because i think that we're going to have um more time with Ilya with blake one-on-one -on -one and Ilya with team ruby and everything so 
I know it's not the end of her character. That's, that's optimistic. Um, yeah, I think so. No, I, why would they send her? And they have like their cute little forgiveness moment where Blake puts her hand on her shoulder and everything. Like, there's more. There's more to her storyline and character. So I whenever was happy. We, with whenever that. we presume something good will, good writing will happen later. I feel yeah. like that's optimistic about the show. Yeah, Haley points but out the scene. I feel of, like Ilya has been actually written decently well. Like, Ilya has been written really, really well. Yeah, aside from the the prob- socially problematic stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's, but her uh, scenes have been really good. So that's um, bodes well, I think, for her character going forward and for this whole scene and episode. Yeah, Haley points out the uh, scene at the end with uh, Blake putting her arm on Ilya's shoulder and them staring at each other, smiling. I, that's my favorite shot of the episode. Oh, sweet. It's, it's so sweet. It's so they're they're in love. It's it's canon. <laughs> <laughs> there it's a uh, it's, it's right at the end and uh it's just so it's sweet it's loving and i it's i, I love it i love that shot so much i would have made it the screen cap but it's kind of spoilers that they're on good terms at the end so yeah. i didn't um yeah i think one of the key things you point out is that uh it's it's maybe not fast because we've shown Ilya being conflicted earlier this season several times that's it's kind not of coming out of nowhere right that's kind of key here is that Ilya, it, she does change very fast in this episode we show her being conflicted throughout the episode and we there's nothing she kind of blake doesn't even convincingly talk her out of it it's more just like this has been raging inside Ilya all season we've seen it multiple points this has been one of the well-written uh arcs uh, of the season and uh i think and that fire that... is a motivator too if there's like a fire burning next to you <laughs> like what? Wait, what? you know you may have gone too far at that point yeah even though blake intentionally sets the fire yeah okay yeah, I love you. uh yeah steve did you also believe did you find Ilya's redemption believable this episode oh yeah i think it was fine because like I said, they've been building up her, like, being conflicted all this time. So I thought, you know, it wasn't too fast. It wasn't like it came out of nowhere. It wasn't like she was so, like, seemed so much on the White Fang side or the pro Adam side that this came out of nowhere. Um, and it wasn't like and it wasn't like her feelings for Blake that got her to turn. It was mainly, um, I think what really was, like, the final tipping point was Gal- Galia saving her, I guess. Gira saving her, yeah. Gira, Gira saving her, yeah. And by the way, when I saw, first saw it happen, someone saved her. I thought for a moment, though, I thought that was going to be Sun that was going to yeah. help save her. I thought that was Sun, but no, it was Guria, which I guess probably I don't know if that worked better or not, but doesn't matter. Um, I thought she I was going to die in that scene. <laughs> I, was like, no. I was. I didn't think okay. she was going to die, but yeah. I, I think. Gloria was going to die eventually. Gira, yeah, we all thought Gloria was yeah. going to die. Yeah, midway through this episode, um, it was I was not sure where we we're going, and I was like uh, thinking if Bla- if Ilio dies here, I I might have to drop the show. Like this might be the one unforgivable thing. Like there's like come on. Like, but <laughs> yeah. they I I said I said two weeks ago they're not stupid enough to kill Ilio this episode. I'm worried, kind of worried about the finale. We'll get to that. But um, um and yes. and you know and I hope and Ilio I think she's like with us in, ter- in terms of agreeing that Sun is so punchable because I don't do I like the, the beginning of the fight. See, like you saw her, like she was very conflicted, like taking on Blake, and then her, then even her own, then Blake's dad. But as soon as Sun walked in, she's like, "Oh, finally, someone I can fight, I can attack, and not feel conflicted or guilty about." I like that interpretation. I don't, I don't know if that's what was happening, but I like that. It's like uh, Blake, Blake's dad, they're cool. Sun, oh, let's let's, let's fight this. <laughs> Well, no, he but, did stab her. I don't remember him stabbing her. Yeah, though. Am I apparently that was that was at the end of volume four, so last season. I also oh, had zero okay. memory then, of that. Yeah, okay. But, um, yeah, you, yeah. We <laughs> that were, was like, a while ago. We do not well, remember got, last season. But I yeah. got some thoughts about like Elia and Son. Like, yeah, let's quickly let's talk about that. But at down the, the length, uh, well, for, like what they have going on from here on, I got some ideas, but. 
Yeah, yeah. so uh, there are moments at the end of the episode when uh, Son is like, uh, you stabbed me, uh, but uh, I, I, and then he uh, pinches her, and I guess we're even now. <laughs> I thought that was so adorable of Son. I like, like that. Oh, my God. Like, Seeing I'm, that little trio of them, like Son, Blake, and Ilya. Yes. Like, oh, it's really yes, sweet. The both, little faunist trio. They're both oh, yeah. in love with Blake, and it's yeah. great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what I like to see, though, in the travels, though, I'm going to say, is maybe – um. Ellie and Son kind of be like sort of having sort of an antagonistic rivalry relationship. Like, for example, you know, for Blake's affecting, like, for example, like, uh, just say, like, if Blake gives Ellie a compliment or a thank you for something, then she looks at Son and just puts out her tongue and is like, yeah, 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 Ellie, yeah, Ellie and Son competing for Blake. And I don't know if I want that, but I would love, I think they're going to be buds. I would I love uh, Sun being like a, a wingman for Ilya, like uh, yeah, trying to introduce totally her to girls. That like happen. that would be wonderful. Um, that would be so good. But yeah, so I thought Sun was so sweet at the end. It was I love that moment when he when he pinches her. Um, yeah, I'm I'm fully I'm on teams. Team Sun has been so likable this season. Like uh, I yeah. wonder if the ladies come around on Sun. We'll he didn't say for... any like silly things or anything, and and he was actually helpful in this fight. Which they've been is great. they've been writing him very well. Like, yeah, I, I think he's genuinely likable male character right now yeah. like rare on ruby but um Renz, Renz, they, they have a few um but yeah oh. it's uh, I, I like that here's the question here's the big question with Ilya that we need to get into is was her uh her redemption was her turning good at all based off of her feelings for blake was the episode presenting that no, i think part no. of it but i don't think it was like a really deciding factor yeah i don't think the show was presenting that i think that is inherently part of her reasoning because it seems like what is convincing her quite a bit is part of her decision making is like i don't want to fight and be violent she doesn't enjoy that like unlike adam who's nuts but she part of her motivation i think for following the belladonnas and abandoning the white fang is her feelings towards blake and her affection for blake which i don't think is a like a bad thing in this writing like i think that is a perfectly valid thing it's it's um, realistic like it's of course yeah, it's gonna realistic. factor in but yeah. you can't present it as a primary motivation no and i don't think they did which i think was i think they mostly good. okay there's one yeah, moment it was kind of like here's the thing it, yeah. here's the thing that i don't get is is there's a scene where blake tackles Ilya and um <laughs> she like straddles her and their faces are very close and while i personally very much enjoyed the scene and it's the screen cap of the episode it's like ship bait it's great but it what's the point of including that like i, I loved it because you know it was uh, any sort of like teasing of a girl, a female female romance on the show, mm-hmm. but like I, I just don't get why they would do that. Was it like a tactic from Blake? Was it just like there was the show no, presenting it as as heat of the moment, like or like um, he, battle? They're fighting, like they're struggling. But like, wh- what's the point of the show presenting us being so close like that? Isn't it? Aren't we just manipulating Ilya and presenting that as like her, as her feelings coming to the surface? Like maybe that's a reason that in that scene she's like uh, she like boils over and she's I don't know what else to do. Like uh, is doesn't it have to factor in the fact that the girl she likes is like a, an inch away from her face? Yeah. And I think that's, I, I don't think that that is them. Well, I, I don't know. I think it's very delicate subjects, but it, ma- it makes that- sense in the context of the fight. If this was like mm-hmm. a real life event, but the show is making deliberate decisions on what to show us. Yeah, and exactly. My, and I don't yeah. Think and why is that one of the things is. that they're showing us? I, I, I guess don't... maybe to make us happy. Honestly, I, I don't think alias like big, like character arc is really done. I think a big part, her character is still to come is when she's going to maybe meet like 
Blake's friends, meet the rest of Team Ruby and Juniper and whatever, and meet actual humans, and hopefully humans that aren't like anti fondness or racist yes. humans. Yeah. Steve, how incredible would it be to Ilya have a talk with Yang about how much they're both in love with Blake? Like how? Yeah. how <laughs> like, oh, no. There's well, so I, much potential here. Yeah. I do have an expectation to, to see what happens when she meets the rest of Team Ruby. I do have like this scene. Imagine this scene of pretty much of when Ruby sees her, she's going to be like. Oh, she's so like, cause you know how Ruby is. She's so she loves me and you people. You know how yeah. she was with Penny. So she's gonna be like, oh, she's so like, like maybe he's so cute or she's so cool or so adorable. Yeah. Cause Ruby's you like, you can change that. color. That's so cool. Yeah, like yeah. It, like Ruby's uh, and and that's gonna like melt Ilya. Like she like Ilya just being like symb- having like people being so sympathetic with her and stuff like that. That's oh. gonna be so good. Yeah, Ruby's oh. that's a great a great trait of Ruby. I do have a hot take. Innately like uh, nice she is to people. Yeah. Yes. So what's what's your hot take, Steve? I'm, um, I'm do you think um, Ilya could be like the next like member of Team Juniper to fill that out because they're down a person. Right. That's the question is what are Sun and Ilya doing once we get back to Ruby? Like are they joining uh, the three person Juniper team plus Oscar? Like are they just one of the stragglers now that are that are along with the rest of this team? Yeah. I'm, I'm I still skeptical about Sun. I think we need to stop thinking about well. it in terms of teams too because like they're just a force now of <laughs> of people. I'm Except skeptical about lasting past the yeah. season, you know, like it's, yeah. we're here. For, I, are we really all going to stay reunited into season season sure. six? I don't know. Maybe for part of it, you know, like the first half so, and then but, stuff happens. But yeah, well, yeah. It's so the, the big question is in terms of it, when with Ilya's uh, with her turning good is, is it at all problematic? And I think it is problematic because but it's it's based on things that were presented two episodes ago. It's problematic that she's like crushing on the female lead, that uh, she's bad and she's like was capturing her and that uh, she's in her turning good innately has to be uh, based on the girl she's crushing on. Like these aren't these aren't good things that happened. Um, like it's too much predicated on Blake. Blake shouldn't be a factor in Ilya turning good if we're going to do this in a way that is completely divorced from her feelings for Blake. Blake, er, Blake can't be a factor, and she was the, the factor. So innately, this is uh, this is a big problem. Um, and it's uh, it, it's it's a ba- it's falling into bad uh, lesbian trope portrayals on television. Um, but I think that that was going to happen basically no matter how you do it like i don't think it's this episode's problem i think this episode kind of handles it as well as miles and carrie could have so i commend them for that but this still does suffer from the problems of two episodes ago you know what i think they could do that down the line be like for alias characters that you know she's gonna maybe waffle maybe at least have doubts that did i do the right thing are humans really good and stuff and then there's gonna be a moment like one of the human protagonists helps her or you know they team up they have a bonding moment and that might cement like yeah that'd be good white thing is wrong say i don't think it is necessarily a negative thing like i know i know that there are all these tropes and we don't want to fall into the tropes but i and i don't think it's a a negative thing though that it part of Ilya's decision about what she wants to do is based on the people that she has relationships with because she has, they've known each other for a while. So she probably has some sort of relationship with the Belladonna's in general, like Kali and Gira and, and then obviously Blake. So I don't think that's a, a bad thing that that's factoring into her, um, like idea. It was good I, that I they brought in, it was good that they brought in Kieran, Kieran Kali. Like, yeah, that right. Yeah. I like that. So it wasn't uh, just like, oh, Blake, I need to please Blake. Like, I, I didn't get that impression from it. I wonder, but it was interesting. I wonder if Garin and 
Kira, like they knew all along that she had those feelings for Blake, and Blake was the only like one who didn't really notice. Yeah, Gear and Kali. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's uh, it's yeah. It's, well, maybe Blake was the only oblivious one, but yeah. Um, <laughs> I I also did not interpret this episode as uh, Ilya turned good because of her feelings for Blake. I don't think that's what the episode was presenting, but Which it is. is it's unavoidable, and it's good. It means they did it well. It's unavoidable that to associate with those tropes, given how involved Blake was here, and given what they presented two episodes ago. Yeah. Like, I, I'm not. I don't want to say that. Like, wow. Brewster Teeth just solved like uh, this their their uh, tra- problematic uh, no, LGBT not. tropes with this episode. Not at all. And I also think they're kind of still falling into things. I think we're not out of the woods. I think that there's a lot of reason to socially criticize this and even getting into race stuff, which I think is even more of a thing with Blake's speech, which we'll talk about. But um, like, I think it's I think this is as good as we could have expected. Doesn't mean that we shouldn't criticize them. Please still criticize them. Um, but yeah. I'm optimistic more now. And I think that we're not done with Ilya. That's a key point you guys were talking about like it'd be great to we need to if if the show never mentions Ilya liking girls again then it's terrible like it's yeah. it's just the worst I, they did it so blatantly like there was a whole big moment with it i don't think they're going to just brush it under the rug we need so, to hope I'm gonna, in, I'm gonna put some faith in them right uh well, please do it right we'll, we'll see uh, they did this episode pretty well so like, yeah they yeah, did do their one yeah they got one in yeah. one in a row now um we got uh <laughs> it, 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 we we need to address Ilya's feelings for Blake pr- hopefully with Ilya and Blake talking and in a non-problematic yeah. way and then hopefully we and not and also we need to show Ilya's feelings for another girl too like this these things need to happen not necessarily next episode just think if if Ilya's a main character now and I hope she sh- she will be because I think she's been one of the show's uh better elements um i think she's being positioned to be she seemed like yeah yeah here's my big fear though i i was confident that they would not be stupid enough to kill her this episode um like (laughs) like that would just be so dumb to do the fridge the lesbian trip like they're not that dumb to do it right away but i think they might be dumb enough to do in the finale like I think that uh, this is still in play. Ilya dying oh. sacrifices herself to save Blake. She jumps in front of Adam, attacking Blake. Like I think that's really in play for the finale. I don't know. I I just have a feeling that they're not going to kill her. I I well, don't know. If that happens, so um, someone could save for Blake. It probably would be her dad. Probably would. Be that's better. definitely in play. Son is still yeah. in play, but I think Ilya as well. Just Ilya dying to Adam because she betrayed Adam and Adam like uh, punishes her for that. That is it's I'm terrified of that happening. It would be horrible if the show does that. Ilya has Ilya has immunity now. If you if she comes out, she has immunity for the rest of the season, at least like. You <laughs> yeah, can't please kill don't kill her within four episodes. Yeah, uh, I, I still think Gira dying. I feel like Gira dying has way more like story plot line uh impact than Ilya dying like Ilya dying would just be ridiculous and be so angry from a character point of view but I think Adam killing Gira would like really cause a lot of stuff to happen yeah I think I think the death the death flags we've had for Gira still remain he survived this current moment but I think they're still in play for the end of the season yeah his stab wound will like come into play while he's fighting we've had characters be been injured as we saw apparently Sun got stabbed last season that didn't matter and also uh, Crow was like uh dying at one point and then die so (laughs) wounds don't tend to matter on Ruby but no not uh, really yeah it's it's I think Gira probably will still die I think Kali's probably out of the woods I'm not worried about Kali anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think she's good. I think Sun. I I don't think Sun. I think we're positioning Sun for potentially a larger role. I don't know, though. I feel like that whole moment of like Sun, Blake and Ilya being together at the end there. I think that that to me shows that they have more plans. Also, they seem to have like crazy plans, man, because they like remember last season when they were on the boat. Now that boat is factoring in again. (laughs) 
Yeah. Like stuff is relevant. It's it's nuts. I guess they yeah. have a whole I mean it thing. doesn't really matter. It's like, oh hey, remember that boat we did. I just uh, thought that was funny that like oh it was back, nice. It was but, nice, yeah. And that, that was a that was a good moment too last last or was it last season two seasons two last yeah season, that was yeah. A great it was that the, was a this, good fight scene yeah okay. the, and the boat yeah kind of wonder though if it's just gonna be uh Blake Sun and Area that's gonna meet up with the rest of Team Ruby and the rest of the group's gonna be doing something else because or is all of them gonna be there because I, I don't know I guess maybe we need an army to take on these take on the White Fang and you know Salem's group. Of, yeah, I assume all I of think, them will be there in the finale. Yeah. yeah, I think at least until the end of the season, they're all these characters that we are with right now are going to be together. I think. At I think the big the question is, uh, like, will Gira come? Because he is he's king yeah. of menagerie, right? Like it would be kind of surprising if he abandoned the post. So yeah. I think like, that's the only kids question. And like elderly people there, like they're not coming. So there's like not right. the whole island. I think Gira could it. stay behind. You didn't say yeah. Gira's coming in this episode. That didn't happen. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. Or maybe Kali stays oh. to be the boss, and then Gira goes. Yeah, yeah, that because yeah, because Gira is going to die, and Kali's not. So if Kali stayed yeah. to be in charge, that'd be that'd solve yeah. that. Yeah, you know? and then we'd be yeah. so sad. Yeah, be so um, sad. Yeah, but yeah. So we'll yeah we'll talk about uh, that. But yeah, let's let's r- wrapping up Ilya. I'm just yeah I'm just so uh, interested to see Ilya in uh, interacting with the rest of Team Ruby. We talked about potentially Ilya and Ruby interacting, and Ruby just loving her right away. The uh, chameleon it, thing's going to be hilarious with Ruby. Yeah, yeah she's going to love, love that. She's going to love that. And then Ilya and Blake, Ilya and uh, Yang talking about Blake. That would be a big one. <laughs> also, Ilya and Weiss talking about uh, talking about like Nora, Yang. Maybe it's gonna be one of those like, little little. Um, Menage, like, sort of racist. Like, what's the thing? What the fondest type of anti fondest in the past? So that because yeah, Weiss has been anti fondest in the past. That's true. So that yeah. would be interesting to see her interacting with. The both but... character developments are intertwined. Yeah, yes. they kind of gone in opposite directions in their development. Yeah, but uh, meeting in the center, I guess. But yeah, it's it's it, that's really cool. Um, and uh, I I just I would love to see more of Ilya, Blake, and Son interacting the three of them now. Mm-hmm. Like we're not going to get it because we're into finale mode now with the last four episodes. But um, I just love like a slice of life episode. With oh, the three and, of them. you know what I want? I want Ilya though to join to get to become get her own chibi, become a chibi character, mm-hmm. like to be added to the list to the list of characters from Ruby Chibi because. We don't have, they don't add no new characters anymore. Just characters from like the first three yeah. volumes. St- Steve, what's your five second review of the Ruby Chibi Christmas special? Oh, it's okay. It's okay. Okay, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I don't watch that show. Resounding but... endorsement. Okay. Uh, um... Oh, and, but yeah, yeah, and it had uh, my favorite character, um, the mute girl. I forget her name. Um, new girl. No- Nova. Nova. What is? What's what her we, name? What the, are we the talking the about? Purple haired girl. Oh, Neo. Neo, I love her, Neo. Neo. I made a little joke how I just hope, like, if you ever see her talk on Ruby Chibi, they don't give her, like, a ridiculous voice, like, for comedy effect. Yeah, where's Neo in the main show? Where, where is yeah, she right now? Bring her. her I'm back, worried about please. next episode just being Neo alone and just seeing what Neo's been up to this whole time. <laughs> People would amazing. love that. People would love that. Okay. I would, um, I would not. Half of it's Neo, and then the other half is Penny being restored. Yeah. We've got some pushback in the comments still, about Penny being capable know. of being restored. So. Are you still guys still sure that Neo's not a robot like Penny? I... That'd be a good yeah. twist. I like that. Let's do that. Okay. Neo, get the People would love a whole yeah, Neo podcast. Neo's like season. a beloved character, and she hasn't been in the show in all season. Okay. Um, let's talk about the Blake, uh, the Blake stuff at the end with her speech. Um, she says... Uh, we did this, she says, uh, Faunus are capable of hate like humans. Um, she says, by staying silent, we let others talk in our place. Um, and she says, I don't know how to make hate go away, but I know that this kind of violence is not the solution. 
Um, so I think the show is basically doubling down on their political message from uh, <laughs> with uh, its uh, violent measures to achieve equality are not right, says the show. Is this is this a show stance or is this just what Blake is saying? What do you think, Kaylee? Um. I I assume it's a show stance because Blake is their main character and protagonist. Right. Well, she's one of kinda, the protagonists. Yeah, she, right. she, at least she's kind of by this, default voice of the show. Yeah, in this environment, the scene, location, she's the protagonist. So I assume she's speaking for the show. Did know. you have it, Taylor? Did you have issue with anything uh, Blake was saying here? I I didn't know. I don't know if I'm just missing something, and I apologize if I am. No, but it's I, not that I, it, I mean, she's saying good. peace. That's good. Yeah, I thought that was good, like, saying peace. And I liked her line about, like, like, like speak up for yourselves and stuff and, like, stand up for yourself. And if you can do something, do something. Like, don't just be a bystander. Yeah. Um, especially when your ruler is going off to, like, murder an entire species. Like, that's pretty uh, hardcore. So stand up against that. But, yeah, I thought it was good. I like that Blake had a moment to, like, talk right. the good thing is blake's <laughs> making a speech yeah that's great yeah. yeah and also i i think the i think you could definitely find maybe you could find problem with that the first line of like we did this like the faunus are capable of hate like humans but i think that was relevant too is that they're not that like even within their own society like they're different people and they respond differently to things and react differently and they're not all united in this like unwavering hatred for the human species. Um, like some of them are. So I think that was, I think it was good. I don't know. Maybe I'm missing. something. Yeah. Well, let me, let me give you the the summary of why there's, there's okay. So here's the, why this is problematic and it's nothing new. This has just been true of the Faunus and White Fang plotline for this entire show. And we've talked about it before. Um, and the show is very much about like peaceful resistance. And that is the correct method. The, the problem, the only problem here is that we've been introduced. We've had this other side, like the, uh, Adam, more Adam side of the White Fang. And that's been a, the more violent side. And that's been a legitimate force. And now we're basically straight out condemning them. Um, it's the problem with what Blake is saying is that I do not agree that all violence is equivalent. I think violence against oppressors is not as bad as violence against uh, p- against uh, people being oppressed. Like yeah. lashing out at the people oppressing you is valid. Um, not everyone agrees with that. Um, but that is, uh, you know, there's a lot of people uh, that say that violence is never the answer. We should always be peaceful. But there's uh, that's a problematic viewpoint, in my opinion. Uh, a lot of people find that not to be true. Um, the whole issue with the faunus stuff is, and I'm going to be... I'm not the most educated and I don't have being white, being a white person. I don't have the right to talk about this too much. So I'll just present the brief summary. I'm trying to be objective and like present the progressive side of this. But this whole thing just smells so much like an allegory for civil rights in the seventies with like the MLK side and like the Black Panther side with the Malcolm X side. And, uh, we as white people, we teach history to our kids and we condemn the, uh, Malcolm X and the Black Panthers when they were actually doing great progressive work, uh, to like advance black equality. And, uh, it's, it's, it's being violent is necessary when you are always going to be oppressed. Like you need to, uh, lash out. And MLK was not this peaceful, this peaceful force like we we made him out to be he was not always advocating nonviolence all the time he was mo- necessary violence sometimes you need to happen to really achieve equality and it's just a really problematic viewpoint to say that this blatant race allegory in ruby with faunus and humans like it is literally another race is uh is is that we need to 
the only way that faunists can stand up for themselves is like nonviolently like this and they need to actively lash out against those among themselves who are reacting violently it's always been problematic it's been problematic to present adam as like this terrible like adam's problematic because he's like selfish and he's terrible other than that but like the uh like sienna khan that's mm-hmm. a valid viewpoint for her to be extreme and, and so yeah. and to that's why i liked her so like much that. she was a her good so- kind of gray area. i'm i'm pro sienna khan like this she's yeah. not a and i think the show was kind of presenting her somewhat nuancedly before they bl- brutally murdered her yeah. um but yeah it's always been a problem it's nothing new it's just worth pointing out again that blake is espousing a problematic viewpoint here it's not saying it's invalid blake's allowed like she is like a faunus so she's allowed to say this of course um and she's allowed to think this and it's not it's not invalid if you are a race and think that you should react, uh, you should uh, be completely peacefully. But um, just just the notion that oppressed people should ne- are it's immoral for oppressed people to uh, react violently towards their oppressors is just false, in my opinion. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah. yeah, it's 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 uh, yeah. I, I don't know. It's it's a larger. It's show a criticism. tricky situation, regardless, because you're talking about like two different species going to war against each other. Like there's it's different. Be it's different because it's like species things. in the show. Yeah. It's a fantasy world. It's yeah, just it's just not good that like white people are writing this in Rooster Teeth. Like this is not. Mm-hmm. It's not their. It's really not their place to be writing a uh, a race allegory like this. Like uh, I, I, you know, and I don't know. I think they should. just... I wish also maybe if we saw more like. Um, people of color faunus. Like if we had Sienna talking more and not being killed constantly. Right. Also, the Belladonnas are all white and stuff. Yeah, that's another yeah. factor. So, um, yeah, really, the way you solve this is you either don't talk about this issue as much because we're not. We haven't handled it well, Miles and Carrie. Or maybe you uh, you hire uh, non-white writers and female writers, and that would uh, really improve things. Okay, that's been our solution to all the problems. Is you just uh, or go with writers. my crazy theory of Sienna is still alive. Or yeah, bring well, bring, bringing Santa back would be good. Yeah, that would be uh, an improvement. But anyway, well, I've maybe, definitely given up hope on that. Maybe on the Christmas episode, we have like you come back as the goes hey. Christmas and haunts Adam in his dreams or something like that. Like is he like we got magic? Christmas we got break. ghosts. It's a good time. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, there's and you know I don't know nothing. I'm not I, this, the speech itself. I like the speech itself because we're giving Blake more of a voice. Um, and it's good that she's mobilizing things like this isn't her dad doing that. Um, and yeah, the result is that uh, they they all yeah we had the moment with Elliot and talked about this. She's like, I'll stand with you if you'd have me, and like Blake like it forgives her and she, like pardons Ilya, <laughs> and. Uh, yeah. And uh, Gira says there's strength and forgiveness. I thought th- these were good moments. Yeah. We had also paid off those weird couple episodes where Blake and Son were just running around trying to get people to join the, f- the fight. So that paid off, I suppose. Because that was a weird – those were weird moments the last, like, two or three episodes ago where they're just going out trying to get people to come along. So they actually did something with that, I guess. Yeah, it's it's. I think I think it's a good. This is a good conclusion to the Menagerie yeah. arc this season. It wraps stuff up. Like, let's move on now. It hasn't. It really hasn't been that bad this season. It's just. It's just. It's also was last season. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, I think I think we've kind of handled things well this season there. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, and and the conclusion is that we're bringing the people of Menagerie to uh, Haven to. Uh, counteract against adam yeah. so i think honestly this menagerie plot line i think if we took the last i think three episodes where we just had those little snippets of the fight and just put that all together i think that would have been a little bit more impactful or at least hadn't spread it out as much as they did 
Mm-hmm. Um, and but even why did why that, did they paste the menagerie stuff happy. like this? Like, they why paced did... it really weirdly. Yeah. But I think this was a good conclusion. I think it would have been stronger though if we didn't have it stretching out over so many episodes. The it would have been the more. The show just jumps around too much. Like, yeah. Yeah, it, like there's probably. no reason to show the beginning of the Krona has been seen last episode, obviously. Um, no, that no, was totally pointless. And there's Did no someone like to... hit a button and it went in the wrong episode? <laughs> like, honestly, <laughs> that could have been the start of this episode and no one would have been weirded out by that. Yeah, no. there was a note from uh, from Kerry today. Uh, he posted a like a, a post or something. He says, uh, uh, the two extra episodes we've we've had this year have given enough more opportunities to have some smaller character moments that normally would have been hitting the cutting room floor. And while we did learn some lessons about pacing, <laughs> insert standing around talking joke here, uh, we're all still glad uh, to spend some extra time with the characters we come to. So at Carrie, least they've acknowledged that. Yeah, Carrie acknowledging the terrible scene last week. Yeah, that's so weird. <laughs> it kind of is weird that they're able to acknowledge that. Like, just, it just aired last week, really? You're not more defensive? I'm kind of Yeah, right? But. Yeah, but yeah, that's good though. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, that that confirmed by the way that we'll not have a new episode next week, and then we'll be back the week after. We'll talk about it at the end. Cool. But um, yeah, so Steve, what do you think about the notion of bringing a Faunus army to counteract the Atom attack? Is this going to go well? I don't know. I don't know. For that, look like look like you might not be trained soldiers, or if there's mostly just civilians. I, I don't know. They might get slaughtered. But unless, right? But aren't I, these just not? Aren't these people not prepared for combat? Yeah. yeah. I, but I do. I think. I think maybe. Um. Hopefully, Blake and Garia, and they're more smart than that. They have a plan at least. And at the very least, um, maybe um, you gotta just find the rest of you know find the rest of the uh, so team Ruby and everybody else there who's waiting for a fight, and you just sort of mesh those teams together and. Go by base strengths and weaknesses. Um, who can be used as a decoy? Who can be used to attack people directly? Who could be in the front line? You know, you gotta. They're gonna get them shields. Apparently, that was on the list. Yeah, there's something like shields. They kind of they kind of mention it, like shields, armor. Yeah, we gotta like reinforce our people. All the protect, all the defensive things we need to get. I'm a little worried about this like hugely uh, ambitious finale. Like uh, it's end of volume three, like where we just have this giant war. I don't know on if the, I want that, but on the bright side, though, besides Adam, there's pretty much all that's left but just a bunch of nameless foot soldiers, and most of the time, foot soldiers suck. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah we probably won't see much of the combat from them. Yeah. Um, oh, okay. So let's talk about other stuff from the Menagerie plotline, then wrap that up. Uh, Rip uh, Fennec. Uh, so are we? Oh, Fennec is dead. Better. He dies under the uh, this explosion. The, uh, the the roof collapsing, and then it it explodes. Um, two things I'm a lot of, I've been seeing two frequent complaints that I think are stupid. So let me talk about those. One is why did, is there an explosion after the roof caved in on, uh, Fennec? And one, uh, who cares? Like, I think it was ex- his wand. His, his, he, like, yes, his weapon, he charged his weapon and it, it's highly combustible dust and it exploded. Yes, there's a yeah. reason. He was starting to attack here. He started, yes. So okay. It, it exploded. Was- whatever. Who cares? Okay. There's a reason. Anyway, two. Um, I also think there was maybe yellow in the explosion because Sun's clones were under there, but I'm not 100% sure about that. Um, Thing number two that people got pissed about is that uh, Ilya turned off the lights and Blake was not able to see her because apparently Faunus's can can see in the dark and Blake's Yeah, isn't that one of her traits is that she's really good at seeing in the dark because she's part cat. Yeah, people really complaining about this. I'm pretty positive that was one of her like, oh, she she can see in the dark. Yeah, I'm not saying this is not a good thought to have, but Ilya is a chameleon and she's blending into the dark. That 
is why Blake is unable to see. I her. think that's one of the only reasons why you could like be like accept that is that she was like a shadow. Kind she of was thing. a shadow, and she turned on the lights, and she was still dark. That's why Ilya, that's why Blake can't see her. Ilya yeah. can't just blend in in the light because I think there's like too many colors and stuff um, yeah. in the room. So exactly. she had to turn off the dark to blend into the environment. Okay. One thing I'm worried about the Ilya not being good is that automatically because she changed from bad to good. She's going to suddenly be a less effective fighter. I've seen it happen all the time. Like, in fiction, like <laughs> Hopefully not. You, yeah, you know, like, you got to show the villains more strength. She's going to look more weaker when she, like, you're going to have, like, maybe, like, you know, Salem's group going to have a counter for what Elia has or whatever, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Ilya was a competent fighter this episode. Let's talk about the Ilya fights. Um, so I, I really like her fight with Blake. I think the highlights are uh, turning off the lights to hide, and then Blake. Uh, Blake's response is burning down the house. To I love that. that. That was great. Too extreme. Could she have just turned the lights on? Uh, a little, uh, a little... <laughs> there was a lot going on. Like she yeah, had this... to do something dramatic. Yeah, it was dramatic. I liked it. Mm-hmm. We spent too much time in that house. It was pointless. Let's burn yeah, it down. Goodbye. Burn it to the ground. Yeah. I love how Blake used the uh, Weiss dust clips that Weiss had given her before. Um, she uses one, she uses a fire one to burn down the house, and then she uses an ice one to freeze Ilya's whip weapon. So um, I thought that good. was awesome. Yeah. Like, like in a, in a show that's like, sometimes we have like these, uh, fights. It's like, okay, we're just like bashing weapons against each other. I thought there's a lot of thought put into Blake's actions with the, mm-hmm. with that. And I think freezing Ilya's whip was cool. Um, and that part of the fight where the camera was going all over the place, that was awesome too. That was like really got the momentum going. Yeah. There's the moment they do this a few times when they mm-hmm. zoom in close and they have like frenetic, like a bouncing off each other with, yeah. the, with the weapons. That's really effective to me. I, yeah. It is. Uh, yeah. And uh, like a handheld camera effect kind of thing, you know. I like it. I really think this episode, the fight choreography, was good here. I I don't know. Some people maybe disagree, but I liked it. I think it was Uh, good. Yeah, and uh, we saw then the the other people come in, and then we see Ilya and Sun fighting, which I thought was also cool. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, and uh, we saw Gira versus Corsic and Finnick, and he gets like stabbed. Yeah, and he throws him under the pillar. He's insanely strong. Yes, werewolf, werewolf. I was not expecting that. Yeah, and uh, Blake uh, whips uh, Fennec out from uh, under, or whips her dad out, and the thing collapses on Fennec. So did Blake kill? Blake killed Fennec, true or false? Yeah, as it was a group effort, but yeah. (laughs) People are like, oh, Blake, death count one. Like, she she saved her dad. I don't know if she killed. Yeah, Yeah, she saved her dad. And I think the whole wood thing falling him had it had gets most of the credit. Yeah, <laughs> they can't blame they can't blame him, but no. yeah, and, he was uh, actively uh, trying to murder all of them. Like he wasn't going to stop. Uh, one, it would be justified if she did, right? But again, yeah, yeah it's uh, it, I don't think Blake's gonna we're gonna have Blake trauma from killing someone. She just no. saved, she saved her father. Okay, she did um, then do a speech about how we can't be violent. So. <laughs> Whoops! Just don't look over there. It's all good. Yeah, I don't think it was intended to be Blake killed someone. Yeah, I don't think that was. I don't think Blake is anti-violence and self-defense, or you know, but that's kind of what that speech is saying. That speech Um, was about. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Anyway. uh, Yeah. And we talk about she was doing her big speech. She does. She's not good at public speaking. She had a moment. (laughs) She's like, oops. I just. Yeah. No. Uh, Yeah. Ilya shocks uh, Corsic. We talked about that. That was cool. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, we also talked about uh, Gira saving Ilya, which uh, a good moment as well. Um. You know why didn't Ilya get up? I'm sorry. Like 
get up, like remove yourself from she was the hurt, thing that he's whatever. holding, sweetie. She's like, winded. Just, she's so traumatized, maybe. I don't know. No, just just her mind thinking the show has problems with people standing around. We've established yeah, that. <laughs> uh, one, line, one good line from Blake, I thought, during her fight with Ilya. Because I run away too much, she says. Yeah. Good job, Blake. <laughs> I'm glad we're addressing her running away at the end of volume three. Yeah. Between that and uh, Yang's anger over that two episodes ago, I think they, we've done a good job with that in the show. Um, I, I like the, uh, that we have some female guards here, you know. Yeah. Uh, Kali was with the yeah. female guard. I think we've yeah. seen her that guard before. Yeah. Um, Who is not yeah. very helpful. Yeah. She was just kind of down. Like Kali was standing on her own being shot at and they're hiding. <laughs> yeah. Kali <laughs> yeah, goes to hit Yuma. We talked about that. Um, okay, let's spend uh, five minutes talking about the other things that happened this episode. Max, five oh, minutes, yeah. Max. Um, yeah. Crow, Osmond, and Ruby are talking in the beginning of the episode, and uh, we learn that no Salem does not have the beacon relic, um, right. despite having the Fall Maiden. Uh, and Ruby says, uh, well, I did have one more question. Osmond says, no, my cane is not a relic. And Ruby says, no, <laughs> I have no more questions. <laughs> yeah. So we all thought the cane was a relic. It is not. Are we satisfied, no. Haley? yeah fine whatever i don't know i don't get why he was so like oh you're so smart ruby like you figured out that she might have a relic like come on austin that's pretty easy to figure out they burned beacon to the ground to be fair we never mentioned it on the podcast this season i don't think like no but like but it's just whatever um but i honestly i spent half that there like austin and crow's discussion for half of it i was confused about what they were talking about (laughs) about like why until they mentioned like oh yeah okay i assumed they were talking about how the other huntsmen and huntresses have disappeared but that is like so long ago and they were just like oh things aren't looking good and i'm like okay do you know about the attack like what what's happening here i I was thinking of poor oscar like how long is is he is he (laughs) tagged out right driver's seat yeah, poor guy. Yeah, I, I just think this was yet another, unfortunately, Ospin, pointless Ospin scene where right. so they're not the really you, you bring this up. So Ospin and Crow seem suspicious of this Leo call. And, they, and at yeah. the end they say, things aren't looking good, Oz, says Crow. No, okay, no, they're suspicious of Leo for the silliest reasons. Like, they're so paranoid. They're like, oh, that's very different from what he said. No, no they're, he they're, told I mean, you last time he was going to go talk to them. And then he called you and was like, hey, they're oh, cool so you're, with it. Like, you're, that's on, not you're, on, you're on Leo's side. You think it was a good lie? Okay. Yeah, I agree that it was a dramatic turn. I like that they're picking up on Leo, like him potentially being bad, because I think that that's frustrating. Um, But but yeah, the question is, is is there any point to this? Are they going to foresee the atom attack and do something about it? Or are they just going to walk into the meeting with Leo? They're going to walk in. Right. So if they do, what's the point of this? But that's it. Right. They're suspicious, but they're still going to just walk into the meeting and be attacked. Probably. And if, if so, then the scene has no point. Yeah. And are we going to get anything more about these hunters missing? Like what? That was no, such a weird scene so. a while ago. And I, it's probably, you know what, that's probably something that's going to like be a tiny oh. sentence devoted to in the finale. And then there'll be a next season thing. I, I think I that, would imagine. If they could be brought back, maybe these hunters are sort of mutated into Grimm, perhaps. Mm. Yeah, maybe. You never know. Yeah, we're still waiting for school Salem Grimm stuff. Yeah. <laughs> could be anything. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, um, what a weird scene. In terms of the cane not being uh relic, it is this this was vital for the show to address. I'm not sure uh it's 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 kind of stupid that the cane is not a relic. It seems obvious that it is a relic, but if they're going to tell us There's at least something tell us, more about it. Though. At least tell us blatantly like this, sure. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, Osmond's like, I still have a few tricks up my sleeve about this cane. Okay, sure. Whatever. Okay, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever you say. Yeah, but it's good. Yeah. Ruby, uh, the audience, sir, get asking questions here. Good. Um, second scene, Leo and Raven. The, the character pair we all wanted to see have a scene. Yeah, Leo right? And, <laughs> Presser, Lionheart, and Raven. Yeah. Um, so that picks up after the call to Crow. Um, Leo is uh, help. We learn why Leo is helping Salem. It's because he's afraid. And, uh, and he's being like, is he being blackmailed? Because Raven no, not, said, like, really say, he doesn't say that. You? Yeah, he just like, no, but gener- generally, I'm just afraid of Salem. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe they're implying that he's being blackmailed. Yeah. That, but, but, yeah. But like I said, though, we've been getting a lot of Raven screen time this season. So I, that's why I really think they're kind of setting something up big for her. And I, I really have the death flag on her. Raven Devil's death flags. I'm not convinced we're killing her, I guess, because she's been set up as an important character. And the show tends to not kill characters. Other than then to Volume 3, we haven't really done that. I think Um, we'll have more of Raven and Yang talk, too. So I don't think... Like, she's definitely on my death watch. But I I feel like she's probably going to make it out. I'd be open to her being number two behind Gira on potential deaths at this point. But I think after other than Gira, I don't know if anyone's likely to die. I, I I don't know. I'm just wondering. I think uh, Raven probably she might make it before after Crow. I think uh, Crow might die before. People say Crow has death flags too. Yeah, yeah. we definitely thought he did last season. But... He almost died last it, season. He's fine. It would be quite a I think it would actually be very kind of poetic though if they died together. Maybe hiding cracks. And then their bird like spirits fly up yeah. in the sky. <laughs> That'd be very poetic. Be the so birds, yeah. It bird, would be pretty poetic. Or the, Why or didn't you just turn into birds and fly away? Same, I don't know. Yeah. Exact same hour. Exact yeah, same Because they're, they're twins? Yeah, sure. Yeah. 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 Um, so we'll see. Yeah, we'll see about right. Yeah, but uh, very reminiscent to me the scene of the uh, Mr. Robot finale because we also dealt with similar blackmailing things. But in that case, it was blackmailing the family. So I was surprised we didn't get into that here. Yeah, like he just he's just generally afraid of her and uh, crossed the line with uh, uh, as Leo says. And um, uh, I don't says, blame him to be honest. Like a goddess is coming after you. Yeah, I Salem's pretty <laughs> threatening. Yeah, I'd be more comfortable on Salem's side than Osmond's. Yeah, <laughs> honestly. Agree. Uh, yeah, Raven says, D- you did what you had to survive, and Leo says, who are you trying to convince? Okay, sure. All right. Yeah. There you go. I have nothing I have nothing really to say about this. No. Lionheart's not a good character. We haven't no. really done anything with him. Raven's also not a good character, so um, not in- not the- I, at not- least At least, you know what, Raven, in comparison to Leo, is a better character. So. Well, yeah, she's been developed a lot more than <laughs> yeah, she. Yeah. I actually get her being like, you know what, like, I'll do whatever to survive, like, Sure. That's yeah, I do. I do like Steve's uh, line from earlier in the podcast where the characters that do whatever they have to survive die. So that's a death flag for Evan. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Sure. Yeah, I think it probably might be probably her like deciding what I do care about my daughters be something to do with Yang. Like at the very minute, last minute, she kind of just realizes it's a pity that the, and she's like suppressing this whole thing. Like the leeches. You know, what? I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna. What the heck? What the heck? Yeah. Portals in front of her yeah. gets the death blow. Yeah. So we'll we'll see. We'll see. Any specific next episode predictions? We're off next week. Um, I really, I hope that. So we we're, we're two weeks. The time jump is only two weeks now. I do hope that Blake shows up and we have the Team Ruby reunion next episode. I don't know why we need to see them on the ship. I don't know why we need to see them. Like, I don't want to no jump to them on the ship arriving. I don't yes, need to see yes. menagerie people being given shields. I said this before. The whole point of having your timelines desynced is so you can jump at some point. So if we don't jump, there's no point of doing this. Yeah. 
this feels like a natural jumping point because yes, it kind of ended. Yes. The music was swelling. Like, okay, go, yeah. I, I think I definitely think we're jumping after this. The problem is um, that there's no reason they just show up at the uh, RWY house. Yeah. Um, oh, so probably be- they might not reunite until the finale. That would be cool, though. It would be great. I would love it. But what point does Blake have to knock on that door, right? Like he's, she's, they're they're mobilizing an army. So they're probably camping out somewhere else. Yeah. Location wise. So is Adam, Adam is in Mistral, right? Yes. Okay. So Adam is in Mistral and is going, yeah, they're, they're Adam, right. So they're going to, Adam is attacking Haven. Yeah. Uh, Team RWY is in, is in uh, Mistral in close to Haven. And been invited to go to the And been invited to go to the attack, yeah. And, uh, and Blake is also coming to Mistral. They're all going to be in, they're all coming to Mistral, yeah. It's weird because I feel like it's, I, I'm expecting, because it seems like we're kind of gearing up to like the end of the season, I expect the last, two episodes to be kind of a two-parter but i don't know what the next episode's gonna be yeah you can two-part right? finale and then but what's what's the next what's two ne- right next yeah because yeah. it just like it seems like oh okay we're going to see lionheart tonight boom boom, boom done haven falls drama drama uh, drama well, but I, I don't know what's gonna happen between now and then but i really think that we kind of do need like to reunite the rest of team ruben for them to talk yeah and and especially you also need Alia maybe to have a little to meet the rest of Team Ruby too. Maybe they'll just run into each other yeah. well at the store. Yeah, instead <laughs> of like the bump into each other in the middle of a fight, middle of a battle, like yeah. <laughs> still in the past, right? Like, I think they're probably reuniting during the battle. I think that's what this this seems like a thing the show would do. Um, yeah. But we'll see. I really want like okay. <laughs> maybe Ruby's out going to buy some food. So is Ilya. Oh, hey, and Blake. They meet each other, and she sees the camo the camouflage, and is like amazed. And then Blake comes around a corner, and is like, "Oh, yeah. reunited." That'd be, that'd be great. That's not happening. I'm that'd be very great. likely. Like that, that's not happening, but <laughs> very unlikely. Oh, yeah. Well. So we'll see. That's we can, uh, we can dream. Two weeks from now, uh, the next episode, episode eleven, four episodes left. The season 11, 12, 13, 14. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. There's so, four episodes, right? So yeah, what are we going to do for two episodes? Yeah, exactly. Five so, fast. On these, yeah. on the thirtieth, that will be our uh, next episode. Please don't give us another menagerie episode. Like I'm done with menagerie. No, we're done. We're done with menagerie. <laughs> done. Done. Anyway. I hope so. Haley, final thoughts on True Colors. Uh, True Colors was good, and I, oh my god, I just realized the Ilya pl- pun of True Colors, because she's a chameleon, right. and oh. can turn into whatever color right. she wants. So okay. she's a chameleon, she can turn colors, and she showed her true colors by becoming so a good. Yes. So yes. good. I think the title um, was a giveaway for the Ilya Demption. I said that in yeah. Discord before, before yeah. it happened, but yeah. Um, yeah, so first half, like we talked about, sucked, whatever, let's get past that. But once we got into the fight and menagerie drama, it was uh, really surprisingly good, and I, uh, it was good because I think the fight was a great fight and it was also a nice character moment as well for our characters, which as we've talked about before, we really appreciate. Um, and Ilya seems like a great character and I love that her and Blake are, are buds again and have forgiven each other and yay. So I I hope, I hope we jump, but, and don't have to have more menagerie stuff, but this menagerie stuff was really good, and I was very happy with that part of the episode. First time we've ever said this menagerie stuff was really good. First yeah. time anyone's ever uttered that sentence. We did yeah. it. Yeah. We did it. We did it. Okay, Steve, final thoughts. Oh, oh, Elia, I'm so glad you're not dead. So glad <laughs> you're a villain and you didn't go to jail and you're part of the good guys now. 
And actually, for once, I'm excited to see what happens next. I'm excited to see maybe some new character interactions with Elia interacting with, you know, like, Team Ruby and uh, Team Juniper and and maybe have some interaction with Sun. And, and of course, she and Blake, they need to have a little talk. Uh, they can't just ignore that whole confession. And um, I'm pleasantly surprised that, um, that Blake's dad, uh, he survived, at least for now. I wasn't worried about Kylie too much, but I'm glad she's okay too. And um, I'm glad it's over this menagerie stuff, but at the very least, it had a good ending. What can you say? It took us a while, but we got to at least a good ending. Yes. At least we got to the good ending. Yeah, this was a good episode. I think this uh, alone together and lighting the fire are the three standout episodes of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there have potentially been three actively good episodes this season. And uh, despite the terrible episode nine, I think that we are <laughs> on track if we finish strong for this to be better than volumes three and four. Yeah. And shocker, stronger. look, we're actually spending time with characters. And well, it's good. <laughs> well, it wasn't going to take much to be better than volume four. Yeah, we, yeah, we, no. we surpassed volume that four in the first four bar. episodes, but volume three was not. Volume three was good in, at parts. So, um, yeah. this being better than volume three is saying something. And I think we're on pace for that. Um, and this is a good episode. Um, this is, we're on the right track with the, uh, Ilya slash LGBT representation stuff. Four part plan, uh, Miles and Carrie. <laughs> if you want to go from actively bad to actively good, number one, don't kill Ilya in the finale. Number two, show have Ilya and Blake talk out Ilya's feelings. Number three, uh, have Ilya express interest in another girl, uh, different from Blake. Number four, introduce another major LGBT character. If you do those four steps, we will not complain anymore. <laughs> I, I've outlined the plan for you. Um, and I hope, I just want to get past number one to start. Don't kill Ilya in the finale. I'm um, very worried about that. Um, I'm actually doing if, like, who, who do you think most likely um, Elia would be attracted to of all these female characters you might meet, you know, like from like Team Ruby or... Everyone. Everyone. <laughs> I, I could totally see her and Nora getting along. That'd I don't be know awesome. Why. Yeah, we do something just, with just like Nora. they have interesting personalities and it might actually work really well. That'd be funny. Yeah, yeah I mean, really, it should not be a member of Team Ruby again. It shouldn't be one of our yeah. main characters. It should be a different, we got a a different character. Out. Introduce a love character for a love, a love interest for Elia outside of our main our main character. She meets someone on the ship she never knew she knew. Yeah, she, me- yeah, she meets someone on the ship or she meets someone in Haven. Uh, yeah. You know what? I, no, I'm hoping you also add up it's a human, female human, like not just another cool. Yeah, That'd be neat, yeah. I'll take what I can get, but yeah, that'd be cool. Okay, so... Yeah, that's it. True Colors. Let us know your thoughts on this episode. Um, sure, potentially some interesting comments about uh, my racial discourse, uh, sorts of other things. Uh, we'll see. Be nice in the comments, please. Uh, leave them on YouTube, uh, on our YouTube, or on our website, overlyanimated.com. And uh, we'll be back in two weeks to discuss episode 11, off next week for um, what holiday break. Um, by the way, they, they went up to the wire on this episode. They Teeth did not post the, uh, this on their website until like yesterday night late. So I think that we, that we were working late on true color, so I'm glad <laughs> they're taking a week off. Uh, uh, yeah, don't let's, uh, and it was a good episode. So it, it showed, was a good episode. So they did it. Yeah. They did a good job. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, chat, check out overlyanimated.com for all of our podcasts. Uh, come talk with us about this on discord at overlyanimated.com slash discord. We have a Ruby channel, always very active. Um, oh, by the way, uh, it's going to take until our, <laughs> Uh, uh, over an hour in to address this, but uh, we, we had our OVA's Animation Awards announcement uh, earlier this week, and uh, Weiss got nominated for Best Main Ooh. Character. Yeah, I put, we pushed her in. Me and Haley were integral to votes I for think that, that I think that was mostly motivated by us. 
Yes, I think so. And yeah. uh, Weiss, so Weiss got in. And in response, uh, the Ruby fandom has rallied. Uh, someone yes. posted this on uh, the Ruby uh, Reddit. Um, and uh, it got a huge response. It was the top post on Ruby Reddit for a while. Uh, Weiss being nominated for main character. They said we had good taste. So I agree. So good so taste proud. in Weiss. Be- and uh, I believe there have been about a thousand votes from Ruby Reddit. No, so. This is awesome. I put her in and I was just like, oh, I love her so much, but like, no one else will vote for her. No, no. Spoil this a little bit. Weiss is a commanding lead in the fan vote vote part of this. So uh, that being said, I I anticipated something like this happening and I weighed out the fan vote with an expert committee. So Weiss might not win because uh, we'll see what our expert committee determines on how me and Steve are on that. Well, me and Steve will be a large part of Weiss's Uh fate. Yeah, I'm going to go over that tonight. Yeah, we're we're gonna make our decisions soon, and uh, voice is fate will be hearts, determined. Guys. She's great. But, but yeah, shout outs to Ruby Reddit and the Ruby fandom who really oh, rallied yeah. around this. I didn't know that they I didn't did not expect that. So he's got a lot of love. A lot of love for Weiss. Yeah, I didn't think people would respond so positively towards us saying Weiss is the best, uh, but not only the best Ruby character, but one of the that best animated characters. Scene just sealed the yeah. deal for everyone. Yeah. I think. Yeah. yeah, I do think that's true though. Like, I think Ruby in general, it should not be anywhere close to an award show, but Weiss is, Weiss is the one aspect that has really yeah. shined the past three seasons. So, Once yeah. they like buckle down and give their characters proper time, they they have really good characters and it's, yeah. and it pays yeah. off in the end. Should be noted, Yang has also been very good this year. Yeah, so, she's been great. Big, big, she's big had improvement. Good and, and, and Blake's doing good. She's admitting her that she has this problem of running away and she's standing up for herself. So good wh- things to come. What do you know? When they act, the characters interact, they shine. Yeah. Yeah, when you actually interact with our main, our main four characters. Come on, no yeah, concept. Right. Yeah, I know. Uh, we've learned our right. lesson, I guess. But yeah, so if you want to vote for Weiss uh, to to continue that, go to overlyanimated.com, find the awards nominations post. And those will be announced um, at the end of next week-ish, sometime around then. So yeah, I guess there will be a podcast posted on the Ruby feed because I'll tag that with Ruby. We'll learn the fate of Weiss. Anyway, you can also <laughs> support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash overlyanimated. Thank you very much to all of our current patrons, especially our patron of the podcast, uh, Juliana, aka Julie Jana. And thanks, as always, to our patron executive producers, John, Ryan, Steve, Alex, Andy, and Hugh. Um, upcoming podcasts. in We just had an Adventure Time podcast posted. So if you're a fan of Adventure Time, we discussed the four episodes that are coming out on Sunday mm-hmm. and are on the Cartoon Network app now. Uh, Mist Cons, as always, coming out in addition yeah. to a bunch of other stuff. Okay. So uh, check all that out at OverlyAnimated.com. Thank you guys very much for listening. Let us know what you thought of this discussion in this episode, and we will see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.